Welcome to the Soccer Podcast, where we talk soccer in Delaware, soccer in the rest of the world, and everything in between. My name is Sebastian, and this week I'm joined here by Dwayne. Hey, everybody. And Dan Simmons. Hey, everybody. Awesome. Dan is back. Now is Dan is a regular part of this show, I believe. Mm, not for long. Oh, man. I, I, I have to start school again. So we're going to have to either work around my schedule you're out there. Or I got to take a, back. an extended vacation. Can we can we podcast into your classroom? I don't think the state would like that much. Okay. But you could do it. I just want to answer. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> You'll just be on mute the entire time. The whole time. <laughs> Perfect. All right. So uh, this past week was our first official week of training for our fall season. Uh, we had a lot of... We, we had all of our teams training this week, and uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I'm really excited about the season. Um, I, had to, I got to train my, my two teams back-to-back, and uh, we, we had a good time. Did you guys have a good week of training? I did. Yep. Yeah, yeah. The kids are uh, you know, kind of getting their legs back, and so it's, it's going well. And Dan is now training – a little bit earlier than expected now with the high school season not happening. Uh, your boys are training pretty much year round or the entire year now. Yeah. And or whenever I can get them out. And unfortunately our numbers have been good. You know, there's uh, some kids are still on vacation and uh, sorting some things out as far as schedules, but our numbers have been good for training sessions and um, the training sessions are uh, starting to show we have some kids that are really improving and, and um, it's been great. That's awesome. Um, one of the things we have coming up next weekend is we are partnering with up with Dick sporting goods, and we're going to be doing a 20% off coupon through the entire store. Uh, and that'll be from August 28th through August 31st. So you're going to be able to go to Dick sporting goods and get yourself some 20% off on gear or whatever you need. You need a new pair of cleats, new soccer ball, backpack, uh, backpack, shin guards, whatever you need, 20% off. So that's going to be going out to our families uh, today and also being posted on social media. Uh, and then also be on the lookout. Speaking of social media, be on the lookout. Uh, we're going to talk about this later today in the podcast. So be on the lookout for a very special contest or challenge that we're starting up for players to win a special prize every single week. So make sure you follow us uh, on Facebook at facebook.com slash Delaware union on Instagram at Delaware union soccer and on Twitter at D union soccer. So make sure you follow our Instagram because we're going to be doing some challenges every week for the, your chance to win a prize. So we'll talk a little bit about that later. So rec registration is also open. Make sure you go to our website, DelawareUnion.com to register for the recreational program and the discovery program. So uh, one of the cool things we have coming up is we have an interview with a, um, uh, an, an athletic trainer that's going to come in and talk to us about injuries, nutrition, hydration, and give some parents and players some really, really good tips. So be on the lookout for that coming up in a minute. Uh, Dwayne, how was your week of training? Hey, it was good. Um, players came in off their vacations pretty fit. Looks like they've been doing some work over the summer. 
Um, just excited to, you know, get back to some sort of a normal schedule and have some events going on this year. That's right. Yeah, we're all going, or the majority of our teams are going over to Keystone uh, up in PA over Labor Day weekend, so we're looking forward to, to that in a couple of weeks. With us today, we have Mandy Minutola. She's the director of athletic training, the director of sales for Premier Physical Therapy and Sports Performance, and she's also the Delaware Athletic Trainers Association president. Mandy, how are you? Hey, good. How are you guys? Good. Thanks for coming on. Thanks. Thanks for having me. So tell us a little bit about yourself and about what you do at Premier Physical Therapy. Sure. Um, So I've been a certified athletic trainer for over 10 years. Um, I'm originally from New Jersey, um, but I moved to Delaware in 2012. So I have been with Premier Physical Therapy for over four years. I, like you said, I'm the director of athletic training. So we have different contracts throughout the state, mostly with high schools um, where we provide athletic trainers, but we also work with the Delaware Turf Sports Complex in Frederica, as well as we actually have an athletic trainer at Delaware Park that takes care of the jockeys um, if they have any sort of injury. So it's pretty cool, unique um, athletic training setting. Yeah. Um, So I oversee all of that. Um, Just really stay on top of sports medicine, making sure that we're, you know, providing good sports medicine to these athletes, keeping them healthy, preventing injuries, all that fun stuff. Awesome. Great. And then in general, what services does Premier Physical Therapy provide? Because right now we have parents, players, coaches all listening to this. So what, what services do you guys in general provide? Yeah, so we are a uh, locally owned and operated, um, only in Delaware, private um, outpatient physical therapy. So we can provide sports injury care, um, joint pain, joint replacement surgery, you know, um, rehab after surgery, ACL reconstructions, really anything if, if you think about it, any sort of like injury, um, any sort of pain, muscle, joint, um, back, post-surgical, um, even vestibular. So if any people are experiencing vertigo, we can work with that. We even can see small babies for something called torticollis. Um, so we see all ages. Uh, we can see industrial or work injuries, auto accidents. We basically can see everything. And we have locations all the way from Wilmington all the way down to the beach. Awesome. That's great. So one of the, one of the reasons we wanted to have you on was because, and this is something I think has been uh, – a topic in the youth soccer world over the last five to five to six years. I think it's, there's been a lot more focus on this when it comes to nutrition for players. And that's something that, you know, I can admit for myself as a soccer coach, that it's not something that necessarily gets, um, it's not a big focus when it comes to coaching education and things like that. It's to the nutrition of your athletes. You know, we work on how to get, how to maximize a performance, how to, you know, periodize our training sessions. So, but we don't really talk about nutrition. How important is nutrition for, for a young student athlete or a young player? Yeah. Nutrition is extremely important actually. Um, even for any type of athlete, whether you're like the weekend warrior or a professional athlete or a youth, you know, whatever, it's extremely important. It can severely affect your performance if you're not properly um, eating and hydrating. So it's extremely important. It's a big component um, it's definitely something as an athletic trainer that we see all the time in our athletes, um, that is usually lacking for a lot of cases, um, and can honestly lead to injury, um, and 
and again, it can severely inf- uh, affect your performance, which nobody wants. So <laughs> for sure. So is the saying correct? Does an apple a day keep the athletic trainer away? <laughs> That's a good one. I like it. There you go. <laughs> Uh, um, a little more than an apple, I would say, (laughs) but no, that's a good one. But yeah, it's really important to eat properly. I mean, we see athletes all the time at our high schools that are like eating McDonald's and they're like big Coke before a game. And we're like, what are you doing? That is not (laughs) going to help you at all. It's just really important that you're getting your carbs for energy. You're getting your protein afterwards um, to help rebuild those muscles and even healthy fats and and water and electrolytes are, are just extremely important. So, you know, one of, one of the things we, we experience sometimes, especially with younger players, because we train between 5.30 and 7 is a beginning normal starting time with, with some of our players. And we sometimes experience that they end up eating dinner ahead of time before coming to practice. So they might eat dinner and then 30 minutes later on their soccer field and and training. Is that something that you would maybe recommend or something that we could avoid or is it, is there a specific food or something that we could probably focus on for players to eat maybe before a training session? So we would recommend if you're going to eat something before a game, a session, practice, whatever, it should be at least 30 minutes before. So nothing right before, because honestly, your body's not going to be able to digest that. And you'll probably be sick to your stomach and (laughs) you're, you know, you're running around. So, you know, to be honest, I'm not necessarily against it because a lot of times kids don't eat a proper lunch. So if they go from basically breakfast all the way up until that, they definitely need some kind of food, but I think you have to eat the right foods and not a huge meal if you're going to eat dinner before like a practice session. So um, you really want whole grains, like you want like lean meats, um, like fish or chicken, um, <clears throat> things like that. Again, you don't want to be eating this like big barbecue sandwich and McDonald's or a Coke, you know, again, um, you know, so I think it's a, it's okay and it's understandable at times that they are eating before. And to be honest, I'd, I'd rather get some of that fuel um, before if they need it. Um, but it has to be the right, the right foods. For sure. And what about after practice? What would yes. be recommended after practice? Yeah. So afterwards, it's really important that these athletes are rebuilding up their protein. Um, so the protein is really the building blocks of, of the muscle. So when you work out and all that stuff, you burn a lot of that. Um, protein. So even like chocolate milk is good. You can have after, um, I know a lot of these kids obviously do these protein shakes, but it's, it's really better to get the protein from food as opposed to, you know, a powder, but, um, any, any time again, lean meat, chicken, um, fish, things like that, but you want to rebuild that, that protein. That's the big thing. It's carbs before basically for that energy source and then protein afterwards to rebuild Great. those muscles. And then one of the things that we've been experiencing because, because of everything we had that was shifted from the spring season is we trained a lot during the summer, which is a time that we normally don't have a lot of training sessions. And one of the things we experienced, especially as we first went out there, uh, considering the players had basically been off for like four months, mm-hmm. was players were not used to the the weather. It's a, it's a time of the year where we don't train a ton, mm-hmm. so we were out there in in a, in some high heats, and we've played a couple tournaments where the weather's the, the the temperatures have affected some of the play. 
can you talk a little bit about hydration and when a player should hydrate for a practice and even for a tournament weekend? Yeah, absolutely. So the night before is extremely important. Um, that's usually a common mistake is, oh, if I just like drink a Gatorade or a lot of water an hour before I'm good, but it really starts the night before, honestly, of hydrating yourself. Um, and, you know, keep in mind that even these Gatorades and Powerades really aren't the best option because um, a lot of times they're full of sugar, which we don't want that much sugar. So you really want to look for a low calorie or zero sugar Gatorade, Powerade, um, or regular water. And, you know, the day of a match, you know, you want to be hydrating at least four hours prior to your practice or your event. Um, and again, even if, if you do have a regular Gatorade, pour half of it out, fill the rest with water. So it's like half Gatorade, half water. So it's a little bit more watered down, less sugar. So that's always like a little tip that I like to give some of my athletes of, you know, if, if you are doing a regular Gatorade that has a ton of sugar, pour half of it out, <laughs> fill the rest with water. At least it's watered down. You still get those electrolytes, but you eliminate a lot of that sugar. Awesome. And I, it, so far, everything you've said is to, it, it, what brings to mind, especially as younger players, if they can develop good habits when they're younger, that can minimize their injuries in the long term when they get older, right? Is that is that basically what you're saying? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. You know, of course, you could do everything right. And unfortunately, it might still happen, obviously. But right. again, that nutrition, hydration part of it is actually really important. Um, if your muscles are depleted and there's not enough protein or you don't have enough carbs for that energy, I mean, you're going to be pushing your body and your muscles to a point that they can't handle. And that's where they start to break down. And then you start to get into these issues and injuries and whatnot. So, yeah, absolutely. Getting into a habit. At, at a younger age, will just continue throughout your high school, your college, you know, you I mean, whatever career that, that you might have. And, you know, you'll be a pro at, at your nutrition schedule and making sure your body is really tip top shape. Awesome. So we have a quick question yeah, if ahead, I can Dan. interrupt. Sure. Um, so growing up, um, you know, the idea of carbo loading it, in particular the night before was lots of pasta. Yeah. Is that still, you know, we've talked about how um, nutrition has changed and how um, uh, our preparation has changed. Is it still the best way to get carbs or, you know, is there a, a different preferred method uh, in these modern times that, that would help our kids with the carbs? Because not only is it the night before, but oftentimes kids, when they get back to school, have a limited time they can have those snacks. Mm -hmm. So is there a recommendation as far as what that diet should look like as far as carbs go? Yeah. Um, actually the whole like pasta night thing is actually fine. I think, um, getting that pasta night before is a great source of carbs. I think it needs to not be like a ton of it. <laughs> like we, we don't want to be like shoving pasta in our mouth. <laughs> I think having some is good, but you also want those vegetables. Um, even like, like chili with like beans and rice, um, is a good alternative to the pasta. Um, like vegetarian pizza is a good alternative. Um, but the night before the pasta actually still is a good source of carbs. I just wouldn't recommend 
it being like five bowls of it. <laughs> like, I don't think you need to load it in your mouth the night before, but it is a good source, honestly, of, of the carbs, but you want to make sure you add those veggies and, um, you know, like a yogurt in as well. So it's not just pasta. Um, and then, you know, like in the morning, like oatmeal, um, toast with honey, um, again, yogurt, even a bagel with peanut butter, like those are good options to have the morning of, um, a match. So again, it's also portion control. So, (laughs) you know, if you eat 10 pounds of pasta, doesn't mean you're going to have like the most energy out of anybody. (laughs) So that makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. That, that absolutely makes sense. So I need to stop bringing my slow cooker to games basically. <laughs> so I'll, I'll take that out of the, I'll take that out of the car and make sure we don't, we don't, we don't start boiling pasta at halftime. Yeah. Uh, I thought that would help, but I guess not. <laughs> it's too late at that point. Yeah. Um, so when we talk about, when we talk about injuries, one of the things, one of the big things, especially, and I'm the girls director of the club. And one of the things that, that happens with girls is ACL injuries uh, and I feel like every year we we hear about them happening more often or younger or um, players that have multiple ACL injuries throughout the course of their career. So is there something that players in general can do at home to start minimizing the risk of an ACL injury? Yeah, I, I think a big portion that is missed a lot of times is working on like balance, working on hip and core strength. Those are big components. And sometimes people are like, what, what do my hips and my core have to do with my knee? You know, but everything is connected. Um, and that is a huge, huge part of what helps your lower extremities, you know, control and stabilize. So there's a great program. And actually I did this with one of Dan's teams, um, called like the, the FIFA 11, um, program. Um, you should be able to find that really anywhere online, FIFA 11 plus, um, it has a great ACL prevention program, but some, some of the exercises are, um, doing planks at home. So like regular planks on your elbows, side planks, even just single limb balance, um, squats. That's, that's important. So you're really working on lower leg strength, but you're working on stability, that balance, um, plyometrics, just preparing your body for those situations where, you know, a player is going to hit into you and they have, your body has to be able to react um, against that force and keep you upright, keep you stable, keep you strong. So I would recommend that program. That's an awesome program um, to do. It's really easy. It gives different levels of where you can start and how to progress um, at home. But honestly, most of those exercises, you literally can do at home. Like you don't need special equipment of any kind, um, like jumping squats, single leg balance, all that you don't need someone else either. Um, so it's actually pretty easy to do at home. Great. And that's also, if anybody out there, if you want to get our app, it's the union We have all the FIFA 11 plus exercises right on our app. Uh, you can look at the videos, the, the video demonstrations from the FIFA website are all on there. We, we have that entire program and that's something that the majority of our teams do in general throughout, um, that's their warm up, And we start that at even at U9, we, 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 we have that. Are some people more susceptible to ACL injuries than others? Is that something that can be, it's either genetic or, or is there a way of knowing ahead of time, like, 
oh, that I have a I have a higher risk for for an ACL injury. Um, yes and no. I think it's hard to be able to ahead of time really say that you might be more at risk. But yes, I mean, there's a lot of components. Unfortunately, even just being a female versus a male, females are are higher susceptible, and a lot of it has to do with the hips, um, the angles of the hips. Um, so yeah, some of it, I guess you could kind of say is a little bit genetically de, um, you know, there's a genetic portion because if you're born and your hips are, you know, angled, you know, in more or out more, it can cause that. Um, but it's hard to really be able to look at someone and say, oh, you're, you're susceptible for sure. Um, like I said earlier, you could be in whatever somebody wants to call the perfect <laughs> shape for uh, protecting your ACL and it could still happen. So it's really hard to, to really predict. But like I said, even just being a female versus a male, unfortunately, um, that already kind of predisposes right. people to ACLs. But a lot of males also get ACL injuries as well. So it really, it's hard to say. <laughs> and is there a, are you at a higher risk in general playing on turf than you are on grass to get an ACL injury or, or is that not something that matters um, as much? Yeah, again, it's tough. Um, I feel like they used to always say that, that you were more susceptible with turf, but to be honest, uh, there's, there's different like pros and cons to both because with grass, like you, you can have more holes and divots and things that your cleat can get stuck in, but you can also have some of those at the turf um, on the turf complex as well. So it's hard to say one versus the other. Um, I know that, like I said, they were trying to say, Oh yeah, you're more susceptible on the turf, but I don't personally <laughs> necessarily agree with that. No, that's, that's good information for, for, for us to know and for our players to know as well. So if somebody wanted to reach out to you or any of the athletic trainers or physical therapists at Premier, how could they do that? Yeah. So I would definitely recommend going to our website, which is www.premierptsp.com. So it stands for physical therapy, sports performance. You can see all of our locations. You can call any of our clinics. We do something uh, which are free injury screens or consults. So anybody, anyone can call our clinics and say, hey, I have something going on. Can I set up a free consult? So what we'll do is we will take a look at them, um, do a little quick evaluation, see what we think, um, either say, hey, you need, you know, you need to see a physician. Here's who we recommend. Hey, you should get an x-ray. Hey, you know, here's some exercises. Let's try this for a week. If it doesn't get better, then we will refer you. Hey, you need PT whatever it is, we can give um, recommendations, we can give an idea of what we think is going on. So that's an awesome service that we, you know, I mean, we really want more people to know about because it's free, <laughs> keyword free. Awesome. Um, yeah, it's great. And um, great. I mean, me personally, I have no problem if anyone wants to reach out to me um, through my email. So my email would be my first and last name. So Mandy Minutola, M-I-N-U-T-O-L-A. And then that's at premierptsp.com. So feel free to email me if you have any questions. Um, I know Dan has already recommended a few athletes over to us to just, you know, get them in the right spot or get them pain-free and get them back on that field. So. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for coming. Uh, we really appreciate it. I'm happy to, you know, happy to be here. Happy to answer any more questions, talk about anything else you guys want to hear about. So just Absolutely. let me know.
Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we're going to hopefully have Mandy come back on in the future. So if any parents or players have any questions that they want answered and you don't want uh, me or Dan or Dwayne to make up an answer, uh, <laughs> let us know and we'll ask Mandy and Mandy will come back on and answer them for you. Perfect. <laughs> awesome. Thanks so much, Mandy. Yeah, thank you, guys. Thank you, Mandy. All right. What a great interview with, with Mandy. Uh, that's a lot of really good information that she was able to give us. So now we're moving on to what's coming up this weekend. So today, a couple of different things are happening. One is the Europa League final, uh, Sevilla versus Inter. And they are the two teams with the most amount of finals of anybody. So Sevilla is going into their sixth final. Right now, they're five for five. So they've been in five finals already, have won five cups. Uh, Inter is going into their fifth final, I believe, and they've won it three times. Uh, so this is a, it's going to be a really exciting game. I'm looking forward to it, uh, and I'm going to talk a little bit about Inter in a little bit in a minute. The other thing that's happening today, which is really exciting because we don't necessarily get to watch these games on a regular basis is the women's champions league quarterfinals start up today so in the quarterfinals today it's atletico madrid against barcelona then you have lee uh also today you have glasgow city against wolfsburg and then tomorrow it's leon against bayern and arsenal against psg so uh you can check that out on cbs all access uh the women's champions league on tv which is super exciting uh I'm looking forward to being able to catch some of those games uh, between today and, and tomorrow. So, uh, and that's going to wrap up on the 30th. So next weekend will be the women's uh, champions league final. So one of the other things I wanted to talk about today uh, was the champions league final, the men's champions league final that's coming up on Sunday, Bayern against PSG. So since we last talked, uh, we were really excited for the Barcelona versus Bayern game, which, holy moly, a shocking, shocking result that nobody expected. Um, I, I don't know. I, I mean, what do you – like, Duane, you, you and I were texting back and forth through it. Did you expect that? Well, when I, didn't, when I saw Ricky Pooch wasn't starting, it's to be expected. You don't start your best midfielder, you're going to lose. You're going to get routed. So that's why the manager's no longer there. They've already hired a new manager, but he's probably looking to fill his coaching staff. You know, give me a call. You know, <laughs> right. Wait, you're trying to leave Delaware Union? For Barcelona, absolutely. Oh, man. I don't know if we could have that. We'll, we'll have my people and their people negotiate. Okay. <laughs> we'll see if we get my release clause, you know paid out all right i mean i'm okay with that if you get your release clause paid out we're, we might be in business um no, was, appearances I, with uh, ricky pooch gotcha yeah. there you <laughs> go no i mean it was a it was a crazy match um i think then watching byron play uh against leon you saw that even though everybody's like oh but leon had you know two or three opportunities to score before byron did I believe Neuer had those covered. Um, and I think uh, I'm really excited for the final. I think it's going to be an interesting 
matchup between the three forwards that PSG has and Bayern's back line. I think that's going to be the the really exciting matchup. Um, mostly because the PSG three up top between Di Maria, Neymar, and Mbappe, they're constantly moving. They, they, there is no, they have no set position, really. Constantly interchanging, which is super difficult to defend. So I'm excited for that. Um, yeah, it's going to be a good match. And I think Bayern, this will be their test. I think they've kind of got an easy walk through. They've been in good form. They got to play in the restart. So I think this will be a good test for them. It's a big game. Yeah, and if they win this game, they'll have two new records. They will be the team that has uh, won the most number of games in a row, and they will be the team that has won every single game in the Champions League. Wow. So it's really exciting. And Robert Lewandowski, who we'll talk about later as well, uh, is on 15 goals in nine games. Two away from tying Ronaldo 17 uh, for the most goals in the Champions League. So that's going to be really exciting to watch. Uh, So we're moving on to the player of the match award. So my two players, I'm going to give you two awards today. And it goes back to what we were talking about, Inter. The two probably most dynamic duo forwards that I've seen in a long time, Romelu Lukaku. And Lautaro Martinez for Inter. Those two guys up top, I think, complement each other so well. And they, they're they so dangerous. They're so dangerous. If you didn't watch the fifth goal for Inter, which was Lukaku's second goal uh, against Shakhtar last week, go watch that because Lukaku wins the ball in midfield, plays the ball past the center back like three or four yards ahead of him, and beats him, and the defender still can't catch him, and then goes in and makes the keeper and scores an awesome goal. On top of that, Martinez also scored a really good goal and gives an awesome assist to Lukaku for his first goal. So those two are awesome. I'm hoping that Martinez actually stays at Inter because I want to see Lukaku and Martinez play way more together. And it's a great system. It's a it's a super – what Conte has done there is is super exciting. It's super – fun to watch in general uh it's a three five two that's that's aggressive and fast paced and it's it's fun to watch uh i'm looking forward to their final against sevilla today i think um sevilla is is the europa league like kings like that's like a dynasty like they're like the golden state warriors of europa league yeah it's 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 awesome to to see what what they're going to be able to do today who do you have for your player of the match? Uh, I'm going to go with Alfonso Davies. So he has been killing it. I think he's, what, 19 years old? Yep. And he was a natural winger, got slotted back at left back for injury purposes, and has never looked back once he got that, like, started getting in the team regularly. So if you watched the Barcelona-Bayern game, he was very involved on the left side. And then even when Bayern played um, – who they just play the other day? Leon. Leon. Very involved, getting forward, you know, making it hard. It's hard when you already have a good forward on that side, and then you have your attacking left back coming up and getting involved in those plays as well. Well, and on the defensive end of it, he's so fast that he's able to tr- he's able to beat forwards easily to track back. It's awesome to see. 
So that'll be an interesting matchup if Mbappe drifts over to Saudi. You're going to see some speedsters over there. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Dan, do you have a player of the match? Um, well, I was fortunate enough to be able to watch the Philadelphia Union start the regular season again uh, last night. And I know those of you that listen to the podcast regularly have heard me tell Brendan Aronson. Um, but watching Mark McKenzie yesterday, I think he would have to be the player of the match for the Philadelphia Union. I know it was a 0-0 draw. And I think he was a big part of helping the union uh, keep a clean sheet. You know, he's really good in the air. He is very physical on his feet. But he made some key blocks sliding to, to prevent um, the ball going on goal. So, you know, I think that's, again, that's something for our kids, our younger kids to be able to watch, you know, that, that he's throwing his body in the way to, to – to uh, stop shots. So I will go with Mark McKenzie. Awesome. Yeah. Love it. That's great. All right. So we're moving on to the On This Day in History. And this is a really cool – I'm really excited that we're able to record today on August 21st because it's a really cool thing that means a lot to me. So on this day in 1971. I remember it fondly. August 21st, 1971. Just kidding. <laughs> so, August 21st, 1971, the uh, Federation of Independent European Female Football, which is an uh, organization back in that day that was not affiliated with FIFA, put together its second Women's World Cup. So, back in 1971, they put together their second Women's World Cup, and they did it in Mexico. And to travel into Mexico, there was only six teams playing in that World Cup. It was Mexico, England, Denmark, Italy, France, and Argentina. So why this day is important is because Argentina went with 17 players to this World Cup. They went without a coach because his coach couldn't travel. They went without a physio. They went without cleats without uniforms, without any sort of equipment, and they went to the World Cup. When they got there, uh, their place where they were able to train provided them jerseys that kind of fell apart after their first match, and they gave them cleats for the first time in their lives. In Argentina, they used to play with sneakers. They didn't have cleats. So the first time they ever wore cleats was for this World Cup. So the first game they played, they lost to Mexico. But on August 21st of 1971, they played against England and beat England 4-1. to one. And that was a historic day for Argentina and women's soccer because it, it, was, it was unexpected. It was unexpected for this group of players without a coach to go and do this. So August 21st is now in Argentina known as the National Women's Soccer Player Day. So... That's August 21st. So on this day in history, there you go. So something different. So I'm very excited about that. It speaks close to home. Uh, And it leads me right into our fair play of the week. So I'm going to give it to the captain of that 1971 team. And that's Gloria Betty Garcia. She was the captain of that team, or she was one of the two captains of that team. And I would listen to an interview uh, where she talked about how, 
she had been playing in the she had been playing soccer already for 11 years professionally or semi-professionally however you want to view it as back in those days so at that point she was already almost in her 30s mid 30s um and they went through a lot of adversity in argentina throughout those years and they went and this isn't recorded this was very recently found out that this actually happened um because it wasn't recorded it wasn't uh there was no press at this world cup really so there wasn't a whole lot of history behind it there's only really one picture from this argentinian national team and it's the players uh holding up a little banner that says argentina on it so it's a very it's a very special day and i think for for what's happened in argentina over the last four or five years in general leading up to the women's world cup in 2019 with the argentinian with with women's soccer not really having a national team for a couple of years and now having it back professional making the the women's league professional and having mandating the clubs to pay a certain amount of players an actual salary that they can live off of so uh it's a very it's a very important day for argentinian women's soccer so very uh very happy for us recording on august 21st so Dwayne, who's your fair play of the match um, actually, two. Oh, the week. Okay. First one I got, um, make sure you watch the Champions League this weekend. So, Alfonso Davies and his girlfriend, who plays for PSG's women's team, could be the first couple to win the Champions League. So, they've been together since they were, like, 16, both moved from Canada to Europe. And now they're both playing for a possible Champions League title in their respective uh, teams. It's awesome. But, and they're both super young, so that's even better to start off your your future with Champions League trophies at home. And then my second one is uh, Blaze Matuidi just signed with Inter Miami. And Blaze Matuidi played for France. Uh, is just now leaving, I think, Juventus. Big-name player, but he took a huge pay cut to help out with David Beckham's um, project down there and so he's not going to be a designated player he's actually going to get paid like a regular I guess your regular everyday player so that they can save those three spots for some incoming oh, that's awesome that's great good Dan who's your fair player of the week award to go to so I was actually going to say um, Matuidi also but for a different reason okay. um, you know he actually caught a lot of grief uh, and has been said to be taking a step backwards by leaving um, Liga MX to come to MLS. But he said he has dreams of being able to play in Europe and that this could be better for his development by playing uh, under David Beckham. So I, I think it's great that, you know, in this day and age when everybody's fighting about money and they all want more money, he's looking at, well, the long run. So I think that's a, a good thing for him to recognize that I don't need the money right now. My goals are to get to a certain level. And so that's what he's, uh, that's why he decided to take the pay cut and to leave a league and, and be ridiculed by uh, some of his peers, but looking at the long run and trying to achieve his goals, I think that shows a lot. So I would say Blazeman Tweedy for that reason. That's awesome. That's great. Well, and I think, and I think it speaks highly of the MLS. 
I think it started, the MLS is starting to be recognized as not necessarily what it used to be called the retirement league to a certain extent. So now you're looking at it as a development or a stepping stone to, again, and there's no, there is no denying the fact that the best leagues in the world are in Europe between, you know, England, France, or sorry, England, Spain, Germany, France, Italy, and we can rank those however we want to. But, uh, but those are the best leagues in the world. So the fact that the MLS is now a stepping stone possibly for that instead of a uh, vacation from the, those top leagues uh, for players, which is good. It's a, it's, a, it's a good thing to hear for the MLS, and I'm hoping that they, the growth is, is going to help the game here. Absolutely. And I think, you know, even in this country, we have a lot of people that, that hate on MLS. But I think if they will start to take time and delve into what the MLS is doing and watch some games and, and get a better understanding of the league, you know, I think that would, uh, that would really help, help our country also. And, you know, it's right here. You know, we're, fair, we're very fortunate that we have the Philadelphia Union close by and um, they've been great to us. But I know that other MLS clubs are doing the same thing, and it's uh, so it's it's exciting. Yeah, for sure. All right, so we are adding a new segment to the podcast. So it's going to be if you listen to last week's episode, we did a fast or a Footwork Friday uh, challenge, which was JJ Okocha's step over. Um, so now today. We are starting a D-Union Fast Foot or Footwork Friday. And this is going to be a shout-out to Fields Brown, who gave us the idea from last week. So it's going to be D-Union Footwork Friday Challenge. So we're just going to call this D-Union FF. That'll be the hashtag, D-Union FF. So here's what you're going to do. For any of our players listening out there, your challenge is to tag us and use the hashtag DUnionFF. And you have to do a Robert Lewandowski-like bicycle kick. Uh, Two reasons for picking Robert Lewandowski, or three reasons. One, because he scored a ton of these bicycle kicks or scissor kicks, however you want to call them or look at them. He scored a ton of these goals. Two, he's playing in the Champions League final, and he's the leading goal scorer in the Champions League this year. And three, today is his birthday. So happy birthday to Lewandowski, uh, who is also an on this day in history, I guess we could call it. He's 33 years old today. So uh, that's going to be our D-Union Footwork Friday challenge. So hashtag D-Union FF. So you're going to have from now until next Friday when we record the podcast and we'll announce the winner on the podcast and you're going to win a Philadelphia Union scarf. That's going to be a Philadelphia Union join or die scarf that we have. We'll send that to you or we'll, we'll, we'll give it to you at the field. Or if you're an out-of-state, we'll, we'll mail it to you. I'll mail it to you. So DUnionFF hashtag uh, tag us on that on Instagram. I'm going to post that on our Instagram very soon. Or it's going to be a video. Uh, and we'll hopefully a lot of our players can recreate it. Uh, Dan. I want to see both of your kids on on our on our Instagram doing the D Union FF challenge. Um. Uh. Okay. Did I mention the part that they probably can't jump a fence, let alone do a 
bicycle kick, I'm going to have to worry about concussions and neck injuries and back. They can do it issues. sideways. They can do the side one. They can do the it's scissors. The, like, okay, let's make sure we stress that to our parents and our kids that are listening. Please, 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 please stay off of your head or yes. your neck. Yeah, don't land on your head. All right, so we're looking for the sideways bicycle kick. Yeah. Pretty please. Yeah. No injury. At the, at the beginning of the season, we want development. We don't need contractions. Yeah. So uh, I'd like to see – I'm going to put it out to a challenge. I'm going to challenge the coaches. I want to be able to see uh, Dwayne and Anthony and uh, Chad. I want to see I want to see Chad – uh, I want to see Chad do the uh, do a bicycle kick on the challenge. Wait, so why not me? Concussions. What does that say about me? Co- concussions, <laughs> injuries, <laughs> beginning of the season. You answered your own question. <laughs> it's the same reason why I'm not going to do it. Uh, yeah, if I did it, you would see me on crutches uh, going to to practice. Um, Maybe I can find a pool somewhere and try it. Laying in the soft water. There you go. <laughs> there you go. I'm going to try to just throw the ball at my two-year-old and see if she can, like, do it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, so if you want to win a Philadelphia Union scarf, make sure you do uh, do our challenge, hashtag DUnionFF on Instagram, which our Instagram is at Delaware Union Soccer. Hit us up on Facebook at Delaware Union, facebook.com slash Delaware Union, and on Twitter at DUnionSoccer. As far as I know, at least nothing's come into the research and analytics offices, uh, but Dwayne still has not received a free T-shirt. I've, I've not. So, oh, man, we should ask Mandy from Premier PT if, uh, if they can send him one. We should. We can do I that. should have dropped that to her when we were doing the interview. The interview, yeah. That way she was on the spot. Let's, get, right. let's get her back on. We'll, we'll get her back. We'll get her back on next week. And we'll just, just for that, just be like, Hey, we forgot to ask you a question. Uh, Dwayne collects free t-shirts. So we need a free t-shirt from, for premier physical therapy that he can wear. Right there. That's right. Walking billboard. That's right. All right. Well, thanks so much for joining us this week. And remember always receive the ball on your front foot. <laughs> <laughs>